Isaac, good to be with you again today. I'm continuing to use my cup overflowing because my cup is still overflowing with the goodness of God. So uh, hope you're doing well today. It's going to be a tough one to give up then, I guess, right? Yeah, it is. Really probably use it. Damn, it's just, it feels like it's a monster cup. It is. I put, I put two full cups of coffee in it and still had room for spares. That's why you're still using it. You haven't got to the bottom of it yet. Yeah, I'm probably not going to sleep tonight. It's probably what that means. Right. Well, we're going to dive. We're going to take a little turn, uh, push the pause button in our work in James. We'll come back to that next time. But uh, every uh, fifth Sunday, we focus in on communion at our church. And so I've been thinking about... Uh, the communion uh, service, the Lord's Supper, and uh, the cross and resurrection of Jesus uh, this week. And really, a few weeks ago, uh, I was finishing up reading through Matthew and uh, just was kind of struck in Matthew 26 about this, the death of Jesus and the different attributes of it, the different way uh, so many different people were involved in it. And so I decided on a, a message uh, that has a uh, complete this sentence part to it. So I'll, I'll get your thought uh, here to uh, complete this sentence. And I've actually put this on the sign out in front of our church. So as people are driving by today, they're seeing this, the death of Jesus was dot, dot, dot. And so they're having to think about it over the next three days as they drive by our church, the death of Jesus was. Uh, so how would you complete that sentence? I would uh, probably need a full hour. <laughs> okay, well. I would need to have my own service, and I would probably <laughs> have six or seven different blanks that I would fill in. Um, I don't know that I could do them alliter alliterated, or what's it called when you have the yeah, same alliterate, letter? Right, alliterated, right. Yeah. Alliterated. I don't know that I've got that kind of pastor skill, um, <laughs> which I know you do have that. Um, but a couple that jump to mind right off the bat. First is uh, necessary. Ah, the death of Jesus was necessary. Okay. The death of Jesus was necessary. And um, the thought there is just that we needed it. We needed it. Um, right. Because of. Uh, and this is just straight gospel message, right? That, you know, our sin, who we are, um, who we've chosen to be. Um, we spent, I've spent some time recently in um, Colossians talking mm. about Jesus's death was there to reconcile us, right? That we were all right. um, enemies of God. And I think it's in, is it in Corinthians somewhere where, where, Paul says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Or maybe that's in Rome, Romans. Romans. Um, so like that, this idea that we were enemies of God, we weren't just, it's not that we were just separated from God. It's like that we left to our own devices, left to us who we are, are anti-God, pro ourselves, anti-God. We're, as we talked last week, we're self-indulgent. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that puts us as enemies of God that, that we think in a way that is um, against him. And right. so that's where we are left to our own devices. And so in order for us, in order for us to be with God and for God to have the relationship with us that he desires, the death of Jesus was necessary. Good. 
And, and, and so let me give you one that follows up on what you just said, just talking about the mess that we are. Uh, the most religious people on the planet in the first century, those who thought they represented God before the people, for them, the death of Jesus was necessary so wow. that they could keep being who they were. In fact, the death of Jesus was premeditated murder because this is how messed up we are apart from him. They had been planning for over a year to kill him. And, yeah. and what really hit me uh, when I was reading, because it can't be any clearer than Matthew 26, um, when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he was teaching his disciples about when he would be coming back to the earth. Uh, and the final judgment in Matthew 25, when he had finished all these sayings, he said to his disciples, you know that after two days, the Passover is coming and the son of man will be delivered up to be crucified. Verse three says, then the chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and they plotted together in order to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. What do you call that when you plan to murder somebody? <laughs> That's premeditation. Yep. Um, and they said, uh, let's not do it during the feast, lest there be an uproar among the people. They're worried about what the people will think. And, and it's crystal clear, especially from John's gospel, that the primary reason they want to kill him is because he is the son of God. He is representing himself to be equal with God. Now, they're calling it blasphemy on the outside, but it's really on the inside. They believe this is the son of God. And so he's going to take what we have if we don't get out of the way of it. Well, and it's, um, that's all, it's all true. Like it's pre premeditated murder. There's, but like we, that's us too. Like it's very easy for us to look at that and like right. apply it to the, the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin oh, Jewish leaders at the time. And yeah. get, one, we like the people to get upset that they did that. Like, first of all, again, to my earlier point, we needed Jesus to die. So um, would you have preferred them not to have done that? Like <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't accomplish anything for us. I know but, it is. Um, but then I, I'm reminded of uh there's a band called Sidewalk Prophets. Right. And they have a song from it was multiple years ago called Love Me Anyway or You Love Me Anyway. Oh about, mm -hmm. and there's this bridge in there, and I'm just gonna read it. I pulled it up. Um, and talking about like our role in that, right? Yeah, so it says, right. the guy singing says, I am the thorn in your crown, but you love me anyway. I am the sweat from your brow, but you love me anyway. I am the nail in your wrist, but you love me anyway. I am Judas's kiss, but you love me anyway. See, now I am the man who yelled out from the crowd for your blood to be spilled on this earth-shaking ground. Yes, then I turned away with a smile on my face with mm. the sin in my heart, tried to bury your grace. And then alone in the night, I still call out for you. So ashamed of my life, but you love me anyway. And so it's like that. It's just, I love that song because it's like, yeah, I'm the, the little elements, the, the crown and yeah, you're dying for me. Right. But then it's like, yeah, but then I like laugh at you, turn around and ignore it for so much of my life. Mm -hmm. And then you're the one that I ultimately we all have to cry out to God. Um, right. and, you, and you hope that that happens while you're still here on earth and it's not after you've died. But that, that yes, it was premeditated murder by those leaders. Um, 
but that's we premeditate our sin. Right. And, oh, yeah. and that's what that's what hung Jesus on the cross was our sin and our involvement. I love like the Passion of the Christ movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Mel Mel Gibson, who produced that or directed it, did did all of that. Um, I remember him talking about when they filmed him getting nailed to the cross, Mel Gibson. It was actually Mel Gibson's hands doing right. the nailing. And he right. purposely did that because he wanted to be reminded of that reality. Yes. That it was his sins that nailed him to, to the cross. And that's important all for right. all of us. Right. Well, we, we're talking a lot about premeditation here, but as we think about the, the premeditation of the murder of Jesus, it wasn't just that Caiaphas, the high priest, and the religious leaders of the day planned to do it. Somebody else planned to do it long before that. Well, and this was going to be my second one, right? So okay, the first blank, the death of Jesus was necessary, right? right. Um, and then the death of Jesus was, I think, premeditated would be that next word, because you can take it two different ways. One that we've exactly. already gone, premeditated, right. premeditated murder, but it was also premeditated sacrifice. Um, yes. the, the, the Pharisees did not take Jesus anywhere that he did not willingly walk into, but also goes back um, to the beginning of time. Yes. God knew that Jesus was coming. Right. And that Jesus was coming plan. for this reason. Jesus didn't come for any other reason. Like, like Easter didn't happen at 30 years after Christmas. Right. Christmas happened because of Easter. Like that's that was the plan. Yeah. The plan was for Jesus to die. He showed up in that manger with one goal in mind, and this was it. Um, and, and, but it wasn't, God didn't just come up with that idea, you know, and then he sent the angel to go visit Mary. Right. It, We're it was from it was the before the foundation of the world. So before Genesis chapter one, before yep. page one of your Bible, um, the plan was already in place. Now it's stated specifically as early as what is page four of my Bible in Genesis three fifteen, when God is cursing the serpent who has led Adam and Eve into sin and brought sin into our world. He said, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. And there he's talking about Jesus. He shall bruise your head. That's a fatal wound. And you shall bruise his heel. One way that you can bruise your heel um, is by being hung on a cross. Um, And so you also bruise your heel stomping on a serpent's head. Stop, which is very powerfully portrayed in, uh, <laughs> when it's a hard head. I like that. Yes, um, that is true. Yes. Well, and, and so saying, this was God's plan. It was his plan. And we know. And so that's it shows up in um, in scripture there just a couple of chapters in that God's already set the stage for Jesus. And then the rest of the the rest of the book is doing the same thing. Exactly. The rest of the Old Testament is setting in. I know uh, Amanda's going through looking at some of the prophecies that, mm, that were fulfilled mm-hmm. with Jesus. And so it was like, whether you're, you know, Isaiah or Daniel or David, that are saying things pointing to Jesus. You can see God's thinking about Jesus coming throughout all the time. But one of, um, one of the things that we watch every Christmas is something um, it's about the Bethlehem star. Right. And, and what that was and what it wasn't. Um, but what, what gets uncovered in this, 
in this uh, documentary around you know what was the Bethlehem star is you think about that it, that it was a a heavenly event that it was a star right right that uh, announced the coming of Jesus and then there was also things happening at the death of Jesus in the heavens mm-hmm. blood moon and other things right um, when were the stars created before before man yeah before before man and so even before we'd done the sinning stuff god knew right he he had arranged the heavens in a certain a way that they would announce the coming of jesus at a certain time that they would be acting in a certain way when jesus died on the cross like that that from the beginning of time this was god's plan and that brings like so this is the God of the universe that created us all, that controls all. We're talking about Jesus who holds all things together, like important figures. And that this was what Jesus did um, on the cross was for us. Um, right. And so maybe that's my third blank. Um, the death of Jesus was for us. For us, exactly. Right. And again, Jesus said in John chapter 10, uh, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down of my own accord. And if I lay it down, I have the authority to lay it down and I have the authority to pick it back up again. It's such a powerful moment when he says that in John chapter 10. I absolutely love the way he says that. As And, and you see, as you move into this, the the crucifixion events that Jesus is in charge of everything. He takes charge of his own arrest. He takes charge of the conversation with Pilate. He takes from the cross. He says, father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Um, And then at the end, it says he releases his spirit. He controlled every aspect of it, uh, his death. And you're right. It was for us. Um, he had to die so that we could have resurrection miracles. Uh, and we see that in, in Matthew 28, when the, they come to the tomb to anoint his body, they're coming to, to see a dead Jesus. They're, the idea that he's not going to be there because he's alive hasn't entered into their thinking, even though he told them multiple times, I'm going to be killed, but three days later, I'll rise again. But when they get to the tomb in Matthew 28, the angel is there. And uh, he says, do not be afraid for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he is risen uh, just as he said. Um, And so you can come and see where they laid him, but he's not here. And, uh, and so um, his death was for us. His death was to initiate resurrection miracles, his resurrection being the first, but then our resurrection our resurrection to new life when we receive Christ as our Savior, but also the promise of our heavenly resurrection uh, one day with him when when death will have no more victory over us. And so that's my fourth blank. Um, (laughs) So what what have I, I, Jesus' death, or the death of Jesus was necessary. necessary. The death of Jesus was premeditated, both humanly and godly. Right. Uh, the death of Jesus was for us. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and the fourth one is the death of Jesus is life. Is life. Is, is life. Is life. Yeah. Current day 
is life. And you brought up two two uh, versions of life, right? One is the, the future in heaven, eternal life. Um, but eternal life doesn't start the day you die. No, no. Eternal life starts the day you accept his death um, as, as the um, replacement for you. And so it's like we have access to that life that Jesus lives. We have access to that life today. That's Jesus said he came so that we might have life and have it abundantly, have it better than we can do it ourselves, have max out with the fullness of God, our life. Um, And that's available today. It's not just a I acknowledge Jesus died for me. And so I get get into heaven free card. Right. That that's when eternal life starts. No, No, it's available today. Your life can be abundant today. Jesus. The death of Jesus is life. And I guess more accurately would be the resurrection of Jesus is life. Um, but sure. can't have one without the other. Right. And, and, you know, Jesus himself said in uh, John 6, 47, he who believes in me has, present tense, has everlasting life. You've got it right now if you believe in Jesus. And that's going to play out here on earth as he empowers and leads and guides your life. But then also one day, uh, you will be gloriously uh, resurrected with him. And, uh, and I just want to read a little bit of that from 1 Corinthians 15, because it's, uh, it's so powerful. Um, in verse 20, Paul, Paul first in, in um, 1 Corinthians 15, what if Jesus hadn't been raised from the dead? If, that's, if he's not raised from the dead, then we're the most pitiful people on earth that we're following a dead Jesus. Uh, but in fact, verse 20, he says, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who've fallen asleep. For as by man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ first, and then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. And then if we uh, jump down to verse 35, but someone will say, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body do they come? You foolish person, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not the body that is to be, but a bare kernel, perhaps of wheat or of some other grain. But God gives it a body as he has chosen, and to each kind of seed its own body. For not all flesh is the same. There's one kind for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies. But the glory of the heavenly is one kind, and the glory of the earthly is of another kind. And verse 42, so it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown perishable, what is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it's raised in power. It's sown a natural body, it's raised a spiritual body. And uh, then he goes on to say, I tell you a mystery. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable. And he goes on to talk about that. And he concludes, the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing 
that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. So we have this life, we have it to live here, and we have it to live forever. So the death of Jesus was for us. And we get a chance, you know, when we, when we take communion, we get a chance to remember all that. That's what Jesus exactly. told us. That's, the, that's what Jesus told us to remember was his sacrifice Stop for us. And think about not, it. Not yeah. just to remember, you know, the beating and the, the brutality of it. Right. Um, but to remember what that did for us, the life that it's brought for us, the, the reason that it had to happen, it was necessary, that, that it was for us because he loves us so much um, that it needed to happen. And then it happened and it, it's there for us to have life. And so the more often that we can remember it, the more often we can um, have that life on a day-to-day basis and live it out um, in, in honor for him and with him. With him, exactly. With him all the way. He guides, he directs, we follow his leadership. Um, and uh, it's an amazing life. And we we do it as children of God. It, it, you know, uh, John 1, 12 and 13, to those who do believe, he gives the right to become the children of God, even those who believe on his name. So that's the challenge today. Have you received Jesus? Do you believe in Jesus? that he is the son of God, that his death on that cross was for you personally. Um, I read a story, uh, Billy Graham tells the story about a famous preacher who witnessed to this lady uh, and she didn't really want to hear it. She had had a hard life. She had a lot of sickness in her life. And he, the pastor just wanted her to know that God loved her and that Jesus died for her. And she didn't want any of it. So she went off and. But then later, she just couldn't get those words out of her mind that God loved her and that Jesus had died for her. And so she put a pen in her hand one day and she wrote that wonderful hymn that we sing in church over and over and over again, just as I am without one plea, but that the Lord died for me. And, you know, it has 18 other verses, but, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) Just uh, and that song has been used at the end of worship services and 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 evangelistic crusades all over the world for many years. It's been the singing of that song that has caused people to realize this is how much He loves me. This is what He has done for me, and I come to Him just as I am, and He takes care of the rest. So it's a beautiful message. So thank you. Thanks for uh, filling in the blank there. Your blank, uh, I like the way you filled in your blanks. Maybe I should have you come and preach the sermon. It will be different than the one I was going to preach, but. Uh, I, I try to keep my mind blank so that it's easy to fill in blanks. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. Well, fun to talk with you about these things. Thanks for your insight. And we thank the Lord that he died for us so that we could live for him. Amen. All right. We'll see you.